Welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. It is a good day because God is good and he created music and we can enjoy it. So today's episode is going to be on practice techniques and this is going to be practice techniques for definitely playing by ear. Also playing your, doing your classical piano lesson practicing and really the two are so combined for myself personally the two were so combined that I'm just going to talk about both in this episode because you almost you you can have one without the other but when you combine them it is double the efficiency and I think you get a much more well-rounded practice technique and just a better education of piano when you go back and forth in your practice between playing by ear and then playing songs from the books. So what piano practice looks like for me, it looked like ever since I was eight, I started lessons when I was eight and I didn't have a lot of songs to practice because when you start the beginning books, there's not, the songs don't take very long to play, but I practiced for 15 minutes and I <laughs> literally would put a timer on and I would practice the entire time that that timer was playing. It was like the most concentrated 15 minutes of the day. And I will say that is the most efficient way really to do any project you're working on. If you're trying to memorize a, a, um, even just a piece of scripture, or if you're trying to memorize music, if you're working on a project, if you go ahead and focus for those few minutes and only do what you're really focused on, then it ends up being a lot more efficient for your brain to remember. And then as my piano um, difficulty as the difficulty level increased, then my practice time increased as well. And then it went up to 20 minutes, and then it went up to 30 minutes, and then after that it just... <laughs> then it went up to 45 minutes, and then I was probably practicing more than 45 minutes every day, but it didn't seem like it because it was weaved in and out between playing by ear and also playing, practicing my songs from my actual piano books. Now, when I was practicing by ear, what that often looked like was I'd be playing along in my piano books, and here's why it's so combined and interwoven between each other. I'd be playing along and come across a really beautiful passage of music, and it might just be four measures of something that I was playing. Maybe it was Beethoven, or actually this happened just the other day. I was playing a song by Jim Brickman. He's one of my favorite piano composers and I really, really like his music and the chord progressions and his style. I like his style a lot. And so I was playing one of his songs and came across a fabulous chord progression. And I stopped and I went, whoa, I want to take a look at this. I have not heard this sound before. It just sounded very fascinating. So I stopped and I examined the chord structure. And then I looked at what kinds of inversions that this passage was using, or this section of music was about four to eight measures long. So not very, not very long, but it fascinated me. And so I looked at that and I turned all of those chords into Roman numerals so I could translate that into another key. And this actually is so helpful if you are trying to learn chords and learn inversions and learn how to play by ear. 
if you find a piece of music that is very intriguing to you and you want to be able to play by ear, try to duplicate that in another key. Now the best way to do it is to first translate it from the key it's in, so if it's in the key of A, instead of thinking and memorizing, okay, I play this note on the piano and then I play this note and then I play this note, don't think about it in terms of notes. Think about it in terms of chords. Think about, okay, I'm on the root chord right now and then I'm going to the four and I'm going to the five and I'm going to the minor two and I'm going to the five seven whatever it is uh, think about that and this this chord progression was really neat it was in the key of I think the song was in the key of a flat <laughs> and then it had an a flat chord in the right hand over a C octave in the left hand and then it went to a flat minor in the right hand so this was the root, but then it turned into a minor, and then the left hand went to C flat, which I suppose, or just B, so it went to that octave, and then it went to another chord, it might have been E flat 7, E flat minor 7, um, very fascinating chord progression. And so then I tried to think about that in terms of the Roman numerals and the scale, and then I translated that into another key. Ideally, if you can take a section of music and translate it into Roman numerals in your head or even on a sheet of paper and then practice playing that in the 12 other keys on the piano, whoo, it's really going to be a, a little brain challenge, but it's also going to get you familiar with that chord progression, so much more familiar than if you were to just practice what it was in the original key. And, and I actually would do this quite a lot with songs. I spent hours and hours figuring out just chord progressions, figuring out which inversion was used, and then trying to translate that into other keys. One other thing that would happen as I was practicing, I would be playing along, and then it would be something with the melody that reminded me of something else, and then I would just make up something else, and all of a sudden be playing my own song. <laughs> and then, after about five or ten minutes, realize, whoops, okay, I'm playing my song, now I'm going to come back and practice this song from the book again. And that was really fun, because it gives a combination of creativity and also structure. And I think you can actually be more creative when you have a firmer structure to work with than if you just don't have anything to work with. So that's why I really do appreciate practicing from piano books. It gives you a much, a much more structured environment to draw creativity from. And sometimes when I'm just needing inspiration, I will pull out some piano books and I'll just start practicing right in the middle of a song. And, and that will give me inspiration to create something new. So that is just a couple things that really helped as I was practicing, playing by ear, and then also practicing from my piano books. Now, this next thing that I'm going to say <laughs> is probably the difference from a student who loves to practice and loves piano versus a student who's trying to just fill in the check marks and say, I practiced and doesn't really... Uh, improve as much as they could. So this is what would happen when I would get to the very end of a piece in a book. So now we're talking about practicing from the piano books. I'd be practicing my song and it could be anywhere from a two-page song to a four-page song, six-page song, however long it was. And once I got to the very end, 
I would jump right at the beginning again and just play through it again. And then once I got to the end of the song, I'd jump right at the beginning and play it again. It was almost like when I got to the end of the song, rather than for me personally, rather than feeling like, ah, oh, I have reached the end. Now I can check off my box. I've practiced piano. <laughs> it was never like that. I would get to the end of the song and go, woohoo, now this is like my start over. It was almost like driving in a circle. You, want, you know, once you reach the end of your circle, it's just the beginning. You just keep going round and round and round. And I loved it. I loved reaching the end of the song because then it gave me an opportunity to start again. And I liked trying that start and continuing on. If you're playing, your song. This is just another thing that is going to set you apart from a a pianist who does okay versus one that really excels in their practice time. So once you come to a tricky spot in your music and you make a mistake, which happens a lot, you know, <laughs> maybe even every measure if you're if you're sight reading, you practice and then you do hands together you're learning how to play this song. Once you come to a tricky measure, do not use that opportunity to start from the very beginning of your song again. Because what happens is you're setting in your mind a pattern of when I mess up, I start all the way over. And guess what? Once you get to that tricky spot again, you're probably gonna mess up again. And then you're probably gonna start over again. You're gonna do that a number of times. It's really fun to start over at the song but don't do it when you made a mistake. If there's a tricky measure that you're having a difficult time with, you need to pause right there, right in the middle of your song and work on that spot. And ways you can do that is to practice your right hand, then practice your left hand, then put your hands together, and maybe even write in the fingering that you need to use for that measure. Maybe you need to work on the phrasing or articulation and dynamics, or maybe you just need to work on going from the measure right before it into the coming measure that was tricky. Maybe it's a big jump and you need to work on um, leaping your hand <laughs> from the middle of the piano all the way up. Whatever it is that you need to work on, you need to work on that for a few minutes and then back up just a few measures and then flow into there. Really, sight reading, you should, you should be able to jump in at any point in the song and just pick up and go. Now, one thing that is helpful if you are jumping into a point in the song to start practicing right there is to definitely think about the tempo. Have the tempo in your mind before you start playing. This could be for if you're practicing in the middle of the song or if you are beginning your song. You need to think about the tempo. And when I was playing on a church worship team, the leader of the team told me a really helpful tip, and I've remembered this ever since, but he said, you need to set the tempo by first imagining the chorus in your head. You need to sing the chorus to yourself in your head and think about the speed that you want that chorus. Now, keep that tempo and go back and play your piano intro to this song. And that was so helpful. And I, I do that now uh, for those type of songs. That was for chord charts. But I also do it for any song that I'm working on. You need to set the tempo and set the tempo not according to how you like to play the intro because usually the intro is a little bit easier. You might end up going faster than you meant to. You might go slower than you meant to. That's why it's so important to either sing or just imagine that melody of the chorus in your head. You need to hear the main part of the song in your head before you begin to play it.
that will just really transform your tempo <laughs> and create a much more steady sound. And so uh, as far as other ways to practice playing by ear, there were times where even just playing on a worship team where they asked me, hey, can you do this piano intro? And what that meant was going home, pulling it up on YouTube, and then listening to that intro again and again and again and again, sounding out the notes that are played and figuring out what chords go with it and what individual notes are played with that intro and then trying it out on the piano, figuring out, hmm, that sounds kind of right, but I think I'm missing one note. Re-listen to the YouTube video, figure out which note it is. And definitely <laughs> there was a lot of time spent just on taking those YouTube videos, listening to usually it was an intro, and then figuring it out on the piano. The more you do it though, the more that you'll be able to hear a melody or hear a song and know which notes are to be played. When you're playing by ear and you want to immediately go and sit down at the piano and play it, the best thing to do is to be able to translate that song that you're hearing into solfege and or either just the scale or the number system. You need to put it into something um, other than the actual key on the piano. If you're imagining all of your songs in the key of C, like if you're actually picturing the piano notes on the piano as you hear a song to practice it, that is okay as long as you can also see that in the key of C, the C, well, <laughs> C, 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 in the key of C, you need to see that the note C is Do on your solfege scale or number one in the number system and then d is two or re and then e is me or three and you really you should be seeing everything in in solfege or in the number system or how it relates to the scale that way when you go to play it by ear you can instantly transfer that to any key that you want and any key that you want to play it in sometimes it is fun to hear a song and then try to guess what key it's in and one helpful thing to do that is just to figure out where the root is or where do is in that key if your song is like bum 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 if your song starts there do 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 and you know your vocal range then you can probably guess ba, da, da, da. maybe this is in the key of a flat that's my guess i'm actually here at the piano so i'm gonna find out um bum 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 okay so pretty close yeah and that is that is a lot of fun to also guess the key as well but as you're practicing playing by ear don't be afraid to weave in and out of your piano practice i wouldn't recommend stealing away from your time if you're if you're actually taking piano lessons and your teacher gives you assignments to do i wouldn't recommend ignoring those assignments just to play by ear but i would recommend adding in some additional things like figuring out chords figuring out chord progressions and then as you are i suppose this would be the musical way of doodling. So, you know, you have a sheet of paper if you're an artist and you like to just doodle little squiggles and flowers. I like to do that. On the piano, you can pretty much do the same thing. Just doodle different things. Now, <laughs> on the piano, I'm referring not to drawing on the piano, but to playing around with the scales. 
play with the chords, play with the scales, add an extra note in, see if you can figure out something new with, um, with your inversions. Just play around. The more you press the notes, the more crazy sounds you might create, but the more you're going to learn what those sounds sound like. <laughs> and you need to be able to predict what kind of chord you want if you are playing by ear. And this was also just a great thing. We're just running through a bunch of bullet points of how to practice, how to practice your piano assignments, how to practice playing by ear. But this was a really neat thing um, I would do when I was learning to doodle with these different chords and scales. And I would, I would sit here at the piano and maybe play my chord and realize, okay, so this is the C major chord. I'm playing C, E, G, and then C again. Now I could also play an A minor chord. And then this chord is E, A, C. So this is a second inversion because here's our root, first, second inversion. And then, I could play an F root, F, A, C, and then I could play a C chord. So what I did there was I took the C chord, the A minor chord, the F chord, and the C chord, and I tried to figure out a way to make the top note of those chords always be C. And those exercises can be fun and then you can translate that into another key so your root it started off with the root and then it went to the minor six then it went to the major four then it went to one so then you could do that with the key of D one and then minor six and then four and then one you need to get super comfortable going back and forth between all those different chords all those inversions and and that can be a lot of fun to do it in a relaxed setting. Go ahead and start playing with the chords. And I'd encourage you to even look for chord progressions in your music as you're practicing and see what you find. Some piano books, like Jim Brickman's books, woohoo, I'm a big fan. Some of his books, actually I think all of his books, have the chords above each measure. So you can always know, ooh, I'm playing this chord. And honestly, that really helped me as I was learning about chords and I started to play on the worship team, but I was still taking piano lessons. His books were a great in-between because they had the chords and they also had the notes. And sometimes I would play through what was actually written and then I would just play through the chord progressions and see you could really see what kind of sound was created there with those chord progressions and you could fill in the rest of the chord the rest of the notes to get to get that entire chord see what that sounded like so those books are great and um, yeah I would just recommend going through a combination of your piano assignments, going through a combination of learning your chords, just playing around with the chords and the scales, and then also trying to figure out songs by ear, figure out the notes, pull up some songs on YouTube and figure out what notes the intro is. And just remember to have fun and <laughs> keep on practicing. That is all for today. Welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. Today's episode is going to be on how to count a rhythm that you have in your head. So this might be 
a rhythm or a little piece of music that you've made up and you want to figure out how you would count that if you were going to put that into sheet music form or go ahead and notate that music. And this often happens when musicians are improvising and they come up with a little tune, something like do 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 do-do-do-do-do. And so I'm going to use that tune, actually, to describe how you would come up with a rhythm and then how you would go from just feeling it, because a lot of times when you're playing by ear, you just feel something really cool. And then after you feel that, you play it on the piano or whatever instrument you're using. And then if you actually want to write it, it's going to require slowing that rhythm down, figuring out exactly where the notes go and how it all works together. So the approach I usually take is just like a, I suppose you could call it like a simplified version of the pedagogical method that's normally used to teach rhythm. So what I mean by that is that normally when rhythm is taught for the first time, to a student, they learn how to count just on the down beat. So we're just gonna use four beats per measure. They learn how to count a quarter note. And for that quarter note, they're just gonna be going one, two, three, four. In fact, I have my students, when they're very, very, very just beginning, I have them just say the one, like one, 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 every time they see a quarter note. And then we talk about counting however many beats per measure, and then that's when they know that a quarter note is one beat, so it's just gonna get one number, but there's gonna be four beats per measure. So, then we go one, two, three, four. Now, going on from there, they learn how to either put smaller beats inside one beat, so maybe there would be two notes, like one, two, inside one beat, and that would be like um, ta, 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 ti, ta. So the ta, ti, ta, the ta, ti, that was two notes inside one beat. Ta, 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 ti, ta. So now it's using um, more rhythm methods. The ta, 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 ti, ta, tiki, tiki, ta, tiki, ta, ti, ta. Those are all methods of teaching rhythm, and then you can put that into whatever music you are or whatever instrument you're playing. But then you can either put smaller amounts of notes inside one beat, or you can put some notes together. So maybe you're going to hold a note for two beats or hold it for four. So there's all these variations. But when I am figuring out a tune, like that one at the beginning, do, 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 first, I would want to figure out where are the down beats? Where's my group of four beats? So first, I would slow that down just a little bit and go do 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 and that could be a little interesting just to get comfortable slowing down a rhythm but once you do it do 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 then you're ready to figure out where your down beats go and I like to do this just by tapping I will just tap my hand on my lap in this nice rhythm. So we have one, two, three, four. You can just kind of feel one, two, three, four, one, two, three, here we go. And do, 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 do. And now at this point, you want to figure out 
what is the smallest note in this whole thing? Probably that part that goes do 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 because those are the by smallest note I also mean the fastest note. This would be the note that is played for the least amount of time. The one that sounds really fast. Do 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 do. And then what we want to do is figure out a way to count every single downbeat that quickly. So we can divide beats into just single beats like we did at the beginning. One, two, three, four. Or we could take these four beats and put two, uh, wow, this is going to sound like a lot of beats, but we could put two beats with each beat. <laughs> and what I mean by that is just two syllables that you're saying or two words, I guess, two sounds. We want two sounds per one beat. So now, instead of just saying one, two, three, four, we're going to say one and two and three and four and. And the and is just a nice little way to add a extra, an extra sound to fill in that spot. So now we are counting eighth notes. So instead of four quarter notes, now we have eight eighth notes. And these basically just provide two sounds per beat. So one and two and three and four and. Now, our, is, that, is that small enough? Let's figure it out. Our tune went do, 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 do. So that part that goes do, 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 is that as fast or slow? Is that matching the speed of one and two and da, 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 da. Definitely not. We need to go faster. <laughs> All right. So here we go. And this is the, this is the way that, that people count with music. So one and two and three and four. And now we want to figure out a way to put four sounds per beat. And this one, I'm not really sure why it's this, but it goes like one E and a. And the E and the uh add an, an extra syllable. They're just filler syllables to provide this extra sound in this beat. So now instead of going one, two, three, four, and instead of going one and two and three and four, and now we're gonna go one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. And with the with the other kind of rhythm. Um, the one, two, three, four, that would be just ta, 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 ta. And then the one and two and three and four, and that would be ta, ti, ta, ti, ta, ti, ta, ti. And then the one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a, that would be tiki, 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 tiki. So now we have divided our, um, our downbeats into syllables into four syllables each. You'll notice that it didn't change the speed of that downbeat or it didn't change the speed that I say the number from one, two, three, four to one and two and three and four and to one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. If you were to play a drum or something on every time I say a number, your rhythm would stay consistent, whichever one I used. So our downbeat's the same, but we've just put in a whole bunch of filler notes. So let's check if that's fast enough. And you just kind of have to test it out and feel if it's fast enough. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a do, 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 do. I think it's fast enough. <laughs> I'm not even totally sure. Um, kind of doing, I'm doing this as I'm talking. So 
<clears throat> let's now figure out the rhythm for that little tune. This is where it gets interesting. Da, da, da. I think there's a little bit of syncopations happening right here. Da, da, da. If you were to actually tap your hand, one, two, three, four, you would find that the beat of the first note <laughs> matches when your hand goes down, but it doesn't match after that. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. I say the second note, da, that one up there, I say that one before my hand comes down for that second beat. So, da, da, da. Now let's figure out where that is with our one and a two and. We know that beat one falls on one and. So let's figure out where that second note is. One and let's see. Da da. One and da. Oh, I think it's right there. Da da. One and da. One and da. Ah, oh, actually, it's right after the uh. One and da. Da da da. One and da two e. One and da two e and da. Three and a four e and a. One and da. Two and a three and a four and a. Oh, this just got complicated. <laughs> so we have we have a quarter note duh, tied to another note that's going to carry us into where the second note is played. Da 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 and write down one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. And then I would start tapping the rhythm and try to put a dot everywhere that I see the one E and a two E and everywhere where I'm actually singing a different note. And I would try to follow along in rhythm and in, in the beat that I'm using. So the part that goes bum ba da 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 if we filled in all those beats, it would be da 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 da, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing da da da. So we're basically leaving out E. <laughs> one E and a. Uh. We're, we're just playing on the one and the and and the a. Uh. Da da da. If, if we were playing on everything, it would be one E and a da 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 da. So da 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 da. One E. One E. Da da da. One E and a. Da da da. So after the da da da, then there's another beat of silence. So now we have da 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 da, an eighth rest right there. We had. Four beats, or four mini beats, I guess you could say. One and a da 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 da. One two. So then two more beats after that. Da da da. Eighth rest. One two. Ah, finally an easy note. Right there at the end, it's just two beats. So let me do it again. Bum bum bum. Bum 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 bum. So right at the end, bum, we count one, two, or actually technically it would be the three, four, one, two, three. Dun, 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 dun. This gets interesting. 
uh, I would probably go get a sheet of paper, figure out where those beats fall. And then at this point, start plugging in. Now that I know here's, here's my down beats, here's the eighth notes, here's basically the 16th notes. Uh, that would be the one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a and then I would continue to tap the rhythm. I know I didn't quite tell you exactly what the rhythm is on this song, but I did tell you that it ends with a half note. Uh, it ends with two beats. So that's just a little bit of the process on what I use to figure out a rhythm. And it, it, it looks that, um, well, I don't, I don't want to use the word messy, but it just requires sitting there and tapping and grabbing a pencil and a sheet of paper and you might even have to slow a rhythm like that down I kind of jumped in with a really hard one <laughs> let me do one that's that's just a little bit um, more basic and I'll actually tell you what this rhythm is oh let's see here so how about something like this do 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 okay here's our tune da 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 dun 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 first we have to figure out how many beats per measure so i'm just going to guess that it's 4 and i'm going to sing with 4 and see if that's right 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 perfect it's 4 and we know it's two measures cuz i sang through 4 twice 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 now at this point we just have to figure out what our fastest notes are we have do 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 so that part right here do 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 that's our fastest part of this song uh, let's figure out our downbeat Da, 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 da. Our downbeat is just a nice one, two, three, four. That's not quite fast enough for our fastest notes of this uh, little tune. So let's figure out if eighth notes will do the trick. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. And, oh, they do the trick just fine. Okay, so our fastest notes are eighth notes. Now, we can count the whole thing with the one and two and, which is basically what I just did. And one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. At this point, I would grab a sheet of paper and write one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. And then I would put a dot everywhere where I would actually play a note. Da 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 da. This song starts off with two quarter notes one two and then at this note we have two eighth notes three and and then the four four is the quarter note then we go back to quarter note one and quarter note two and then a half note three four so this melody is much simpler it uses quarter notes eighth notes and half notes one two three and four one two three four and that one was much easier to figure out. If we, if you actually wanted to play this on the piano, it starts on degree three of the scale. So let's see. Yeah, let's just put it in the key of C. <laughs> in the key of C, degree three is E. So we have E, G, E, D, C, A, G, C. Or you could put it in the key of D. Um, F sharp, it's probably higher, so do, do, F sharp, A, F sharp, E, D. That actually didn't go higher. 
Um, da, 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 da. So we have F sharp A, F sharp E, D, B, A, D. You could figure that out on the piano. In, in the number system, it would be um, three, five, three, two, one, and then uh, six, five, one. You could plug that into your scale and go ahead and play that melody. But that's just a general rundown on beginning to take a tune and break it down and come up with the rhythm and start notating your music. Have fun. Uh, writing rhythms.